Welcome to an emergency edition of the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. So much happening in and around Nebraska, although the happenings were all basically in Iowa City on Friday. I'm here with Max Olson and Ari Wasserman. We just watched Nebraska take a 24-0 lead, try to give the game away, wound up winning anyway. And oh, by the way, they might have figured out who what coach they're hiring. Is that about sum it up, Max? Yeah, I think that that about covers it. That was um yeah, did not did not see that coming from from the Huskers to wrap things up. And I mean, I don't know. Is it like it's one of those like the classic like, are you impressed by one team or are you like just deeply disappointed in, in the Oh, I'm, I'm just disappointed in Iowa. Like, yeah. they, well, here's the thing. And we've talked about this all year. What if their elite defense and special teams had a bad game like they did for a lot of this game? Sure Perhaps did. if you had a functional offense, they can bail your ass out when you're playing a bad team and you have a bad game from those two units. You know, yeah, and I'm not necessarily sure that Nebraska's in the situation either right now where they don't just get credit for getting it done. You know what I mean? Like Iowa is what it is. But oh, I'm, I, I give Nebraska uh, yeah. a lot of credit because they did score on this defense. You mm-hmm. know, they had a, they hit a big long touchdown pass. They Iowa Iowa. They did. They they out Iowa them for a half. And then yeah. hung on for dear life. Yes. And it's like funny because I cannot believe with the way that Iowa's offense was going there at the end of the third quarter, that they had two different possessions down one possession. Uh, <laughs> not, only, not only did they get within one score with the ball back, they punted and then got it back again. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something, man. Uh, a lot it, of grab ass. Sorry. It, it, it was the, the most big 10 West thing in the history of mankind that, Nebraska on a day like today, which is significant for other reasons, uh, yes. knocks out Iowa from the Big Ten uh, West Championship. But I will say that this is the best possible scenario for the entire sport and Iowa fans. One, oh, because okay. Kirk okay. Ferentz can't keep getting away with this. True. And I thought he was going to get away with it again yep. <laughs> for a second there. Um, and two, I think that Iowa fans would probably trade this win uh, for a potential uh, discussion in the offseason that doesn't about the offensive coordinator that doesn't get met with well, we made the big 10 championship game. So, and new potential team in the big 10 championship game. So three things. Uh, Yeah. Let's set, let's set that up. Purdue. If they beat Indiana, they're in. They, they, if they win the Mm -hmm. old Oaken bucket, they also win the big 10 West. If they lose Illinois can be in by beating Northwestern. If Illinois loses Northwestern and Purdue loses Indiana, I guess it goes back to Iowa, right? I don't want to even think about what, (laughs) <laughs> wait say that again? at that point what if illinois is there Indiana a scenario where lose? iowa can still go i don't know Guys, i can't i can't possibly comprehend a scenario that involves northwestern pulling an Beating upset here illinois, exactly yeah. don't no. ever 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 underestimate the iowa force to indianapolis Did, i mean it it has someone has does minnesota go at that point like if they beat wisconsin do they go at that point i can't i can't even i can't even engage in this I, I don't want to. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> it's, un, it's it's horrific. <laughs> I mean, look, as Ono two two four points out, on the day that USA and England tied nil nil, a Big Ten West shakeup does feel appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, I, I think I know that uh, you know Petrus got hurt early, early in this game. They're missing Laporta. Like they're you know missing missing pretty important pieces here. But if you, if you told Kirk, oh, no, Parents, they're missing Laporta, but they still only threw. To the one really good tight end, it's just mm-hmm. Lachey this time. Like every time I'm watching Lachey catch a ball, I'm like, "Why don't you just throw it to Laporta and Lachey when they're both healthy?" 
instead of just throwing it to Laporta. Yeah. Yeah. Offensively, that would, that would help him a little bit. I, I had to look this up during the game just because I was so curious, like what, like what, how many points has Iowa even scored in a quarter this season? Like what, what are they capable of? They're averaging six and a half points per game in the second half this season, guys. That's what going into this game, six and a half points per game. In the second I mean, half. when they had the ball down, was it 24 to seven in the middle or middle back end of the third quarter, their offense was reminiscent of what it would look like if a team were trying to clock it. Yes. I mean, like it looked like they were trying to run the clock out and it the fact that they like got within capable of running a, 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 a hurry up offense. Like they don't have it in the playbook. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So to be down 17 going into the fourth, um, if you told Kirk Ferentz that going into the game, he'd say, yeah, we're definitely losing that game. Like, there's just no yeah. way. Yeah. I had the ball back. I mean, I would just be more satisfying to watch them throw downfield four times in a row and get four incompletions or turn it over than do what they did. Because it's yeah. agonizing to watch. Fellas, the, the Wolfpack just won. That's right. UNC missed a field goal again from close. Oof. And the Wolfpack win. It's kind so, of a kick in the knackers for Clemson, too, a little bit, huh? A little bit, yeah. That that doesn't help. Uh, although they did beat NC State, so there you go. Yeah. It all works out in the wash. But, so, NC as State you said, with Arch, Devin Leary, which was a top three win, in my opinion. Of course. <laughs> Thank you, Clemson. <laughs> we we yelling at we me. To this. You told me. <laughs> uh, all right. So, as Ari said, Kirk Ferentz probably can't get away with it anymore after this. He's going to have to change offensive coordinators or retire and change everything. It's not really that complicated. Like, I, I realize that's your son, but Brian Ferentz isn't stupid. Like, he knows he's not done a good job. He's he's going to get bought out. Like, it's th- th- there's nothing more to this. But Yeah, I, I looked it up at the end. Um, if... Iowa had had only scored 163 more points this season. They would have had a top 50 scoring offense this year. <laughs> oh my god! No. Well, I, a, oh, no, oh no, 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 Max. See, the, you're not giving the defense enough credit there. Defense did some of that. No, there's no doubt. Yes, the defense yeah. scored some of those points. Like it's a it's a misleading stat that's where it says it is a misleading offense. stat because Iowa's defense should have scored 100 more points this year and done its part. Yeah, that's true. Is there a <laughs> scenario? <laughs> that you guys could see where Brian Ferentz is still the offensive coordinator next year? No. There's no way? Absolutely not. Like AM makes a big run at him and they give him a contract. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the scenario. I mean, like, could Kirk Ferentz just go, it's my program, we're doing it my way. I saw... He, I saw improvement in the back he, end of the year. I believe in him, and we're doing it this he way. Theoretically, again. could, but when every offensive player transfers, that would right. be a problem. Right. Yeah. Like we're we're in a hard, hard to era get a transfer now. QB to come in. Hard to hard to get guys to stay. Like it's it's hard for yeah. people to get behind that. Idea. Like every skill player. Here here's the deal. Oh, he's concerned with offensive yeah. players coming into the program and staying free, there now all of a sudden? Free, that, yeah, that'd be free new. PSA. Free <laughs> PSA for if you are a skill position player at Iowa. Go ask Kirk Ferentz if he's keeping Brian. If he says yes, transfer now. Like, jump into the portal as fast as you but can. But people jumped into the portal last year. I know. Yeah. Lost it's not there. like that's not – like that's like – But if you have new... no players left and you have to pull a necessary roughness and just Buddy, pull there's people out of the plenty of body. players on North Dakota State's roster they can go get. They're not going to Iowa to play <laughs> offense. They might get drafted if they play at North Dakota You're State. You're saying I was going to go get three fullbacks from North yeah, Dakota State. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. In other coaching news, our, our Mitch Sherman and Bruce Feldman, plus ESPN's Chris Lowe, multiple people reporting 
that Nebraska has zeroed in on Matt Rule. This is something that we've been chasing. When did we start chasing that, Max? Was that two days ago, three days ago? A couple weeks now, really. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, that 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 rule <laughs> on, on the Matt rule to Nebraska front. Yeah, it's been a little right, while. but Over that week, that yeah. that when was it we heard? Oh, it's his to lose. That was earlier this week. I, I think that yeah, was a Wednesday. few days ago. Yeah, that's right. So that's what that, that's been in the works, and we keep trying to figure out: is it the Panthers holding it up? Because obviously he's got an offset and a buyout from there. I don't know if that's it or what, but it does sound like that deal is coming to fruition now. What do we think of the hire? If, if indeed it is made. Yeah. I, th- I thought like, I, you know, Nebraska, like where Nebraska is actually at is kind of an interesting conversation in its own, but like, I don't think this is like a necessarily a bad time to take the Nebraska job. Um, no. It is one of the few, you know, what 12, 15, 20 schools that can actually compete in NIL. They're mm-hmm. opening up a new football facility next year. Um, you know, obviously the roster rule changes, gives you a chance to come in and really kind of flip things pretty quickly. There's, there's some real problems on the roster, but like, and, and I'm not saying they're a bold team next year by any means, but um, I don't think this is necessarily a bad time to take the Nebraska job. And I think for Matt rule, he's, he's kind of the guy that it, it's in some ways it's like going to Baylor because he didn't really have any connections in Texas. And, you know, he rectified that and, and, and got the hang of things pretty quickly there. He doesn't really, you know, he hasn't coached in the Midwest. He hasn't, doesn't really have a ton of experience in this part of the country, but um, I think he'll, he'll adapt pretty quickly. And, and the th- biggest thing I think you'll hear Trev Albert say it a million times as press conferences is culture. Nebraska needs culture. Um, they, they, they need, that's the they thing that's really been, identity. That yep. thing that, that Matt rule got clowned about the, when I go into a store and I see Pepsi Cola, I know he was clowned for handing it out to the Panthers, but when he did it at Baylor, it made sense. And, and Nebraska, it makes sure. sense too. This is a program that has lacked an identity since they fired Bocalini. Max, is it just, is that what it is there? Like, do they need to go get a coach that is going to come in with some sort of genius plan on how he's going to restructure the program, how he's going to acquire talent, whether it be through the portal and recruiting and come up with like a, a master plan, or do they just need to get a guy that's going to have a functional and, and positive culture? Like, could it be that simple to fix Nebraska? I mean, I think the recruiting obviously has to like go to, they need to do a better job in recruiting and retaining talent. There's, there's no question about that. Mickey Joseph would tell anybody that. Based that on probably his... fly, fly, is under the culture umbrella, though, right? It, it is, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but, but I, I think that that's like, and you saw today, like the, with the, the fight they put up in a game that that didn't matter to anybody, but Iowa, right? Like, yeah. there, this is still like a, this is a group of kids that is like very program. tired of losing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think, yeah. I think that they're going to be receptive to Matt Rule or whoever walks in there and wants to to flip things around. Um, this is a team that still, even with an interim coach, like still had some close games. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I think when I look at the Nebraska job, there's probably like four or five guys. That I think if you, you put them in this position, you'd say, yeah, they're going to be fine. And I think Matt rule is one of them. You know, I think that Matt rule is, it's interesting because he's got a lot of catching up to do. You, you guys yeah. know, like how much this sport has changed since the end of 2019 yeah. when he was, uh, you know, leading Baylor, uh, to the big 12 title game in the sugar bowl. Lots changed. And he took all of his people with him to Carolina for the most part. Um, so they've been in the NFL for three years and they've kind of missed a lot in terms of the way the sports evolved. But you're, this is a job that, um, you know, it, it might like I know Matt Rule got called about bigger jobs last offseason. And I'm sure that was very tempting. This is a job that can compete in the Big Ten. Like I, we can we can like haggle over how good they should be in the Big Ten and the future Big Ten when when USC comes in and UCLA come in. But um, I, I think that this is like a pretty good opportunity for a guy that, that likes a tough build. Yeah. Look, listen, if they play like his temple teams did with a little bit better talent, 
-hmm. that's good enough to get you eight wins, even in the new Big Ten. If they play like his Baylor teams in the new Big Ten, and if they're like his Baylor teams, if they're built like those Baylor teams, listen, those teams had dudes. Like a lot of the team that Dave Miranda won the Big 12 with last year was recruited by Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. A lot of the really like the Jalen Petries of the world were recruited by that really, Matt Rule really staff. fast, like NFL combine legit studs that they, you know, they had a plan. These were three star guys and they built great relationships and were able to build a, a pretty talented roster that, you know, played for multiple Big 12 titles. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he's he's got the, the right ingredients to be successful there. And we saw when he went to Baylor that he went and he hired himself a Sherpa. You know, Joey McGuire was probably yep. the, the most high profile of those hires. So he, he hired other people that were familiar with Texas, but Joey McGuire was kind of the, the biggest one. And Joey McGuire, now the head coach at Texas Tech, you kind of have to do this with this part of the world, too, because at Temple, that was Matt Rule's home turf. That's his part of the world. But this is a different world. My guess is he hires some people that are experienced in the Big Ten that understand that region, that understand recruiting in that region and, and what you have to do to build a program. Do you like Formula One, but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast for you. Introducing the Race F1 Briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying, or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. I'm curious. I wonder, Max, because you you were on this very early, knowing that, that they would they had reached out, that they, they had expressed interest in Matt mm-hmm. Rule. How mm-hmm. much of the, the intervening time, like the week and a half that it's been since then, do you think has been Matt Rule exploring what this job is about and how how best to attack it yeah the, it's kind of funny we don't say this very often with these searches the thing that's like kind of been hard to pin down during this one is like how many times has matt rule said no to this job so far before finally saying yes it does, i mean it, it does feel that way it does i mean there's even this morning you were here hearing we were hearing conflicting stuff about is he still in it or is he out or whatever um i think that because of the situation he's coming from it, it, from from Carolina, where he has four years left on his contract, where he's going to make a lot of money next year if he's not coaching, um, I think like eight and a half million. I, I, he's kind of had the luxury to sit back and sort. I think probably had kind of the leverage here against Trev Alberts of like, hey, you got to convince me why I want this job. You know, kind of yeah. not the other way around here. And I think that um, I'm, I'm sure he's done his homework uh, in terms of uh, figuring out what a staff's going to look like and kind of what what this, the the situation is at Nebraska. And, you know, look, there's there's some real red flags. I mean, he's I'm sure he's watched the tape and seen it. I mean, offensive line needs a total rebuild. They don't really have a quarterback for the future. Like, there's a lot of spots where, you know, O-line, D-line recruiting has got to get better, obviously. If like, only there were a way to flip your roster real quick in college football now. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't just take five offensive linemen out of the portal. The, uh, that, that, no, that is, it's hard to get some do. starter yeah. level. Maybe go to the MAC and, and take some, you know, multi-year starters and stuff like that. But, I mean, I think there, there's some obvious, like, roster – challenges here that, that he's walking into um and i'm sure he's done his homework on that and honestly if he was like at all reluctant about this job i i'm, I'm sure just you guys know his personality like if he says yes to this thing he's gonna be all in and he's gonna be fired up and he's I, gonna i think win the press conference for sure i got the sense watching him on good morning football the two the two days he did yeah. there 
he wants to coach. It was just a matter of, does he want this job? Because he could have sat for a year and then had his pick of a few different jobs. And, yep. and maybe one of them would have yep. been more attractive. So he, I think he, like you said, Max probably had to be talked into this job pretty thoroughly. Well, the thing that I think I took away from this, if it, if it were to happen guys, and you tell me if I'm wrong is, you know, maybe a few months ago, I would have thought, is this job turning into a dead end job? You know, like, or is this a, a place that's just impossible to win now, no matter how bad you want right. to convince yourself that you can. But if he takes and this honestly, job, I think that's one of the big questions he had to ask through this yes, process too. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. And if he takes the job with all the money that he has coming in, you said four more years. Yeah, yeah. It's like forty mil or something Just like 40 that. Mil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to put himself in a position where there's going to be a lot of hard days, you know, a lot of hard work to to build it. Maybe that's what he enjoys. But it kind of makes me feel like if Matt Rule can see a way, then there's still a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's well said, and I think you know, um, like the, I think the Frost era, there there was a lot of um, I I don't necessarily look at the Frost era as like a reflection of like it can't be done in Nebraska. I think there was a lot of mistakes made. Um, I think it's way way more complicated than than just one guy um, messing up as much as he did. Um, but I think. Yeah, you're right, Ari. It is like this search was going to be like a pretty fascinating um, kind of validation of how is this job viewed. And like if they had um, a hard time getting somebody legitimate that's already been in the positions that Rule has been in, that right. might put together the puzzle for you. Like nobody and if, wants and if this Rule job. is a no, I mean, yeah. this was probably going to go in some interesting directions. I think what puts this job still in the realm of you can get somebody pretty big is the NIL piece of it mm -hmm. because Nebraska has the level of support and the level of passion around it that they will be able to have a robust NIL collective. Yeah. And you and, have to be savvy enough too to know where that's headed in the big 10. This might be one of the 32 best jobs in America at a certain point, if it's not already. So for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you see this as, as the power two, then, then this job is viewed a little bit differently. And I think you're right, Andy. Like I think that, um, and I've talked to, I've talked to staffers at other, uh, other schools who were kind of like hoping their coach would, would get this job. And, and mm -hmm. NIL was the number one reason, because I think yeah. you guys got to appreciate that, you, you know, there's just the haves and have nots is like a pretty clear divide here already. And I think that some people just look at the Nebraska opportunity uh, and they've got a strong collective that if, Matt it, Davison has taken over. They, they know like, man, I would just love to be at a place where I have that ability to go out and get players. It feels similar to Tennessee. Now, Tennessee is obviously geographically closer to a lot more players where they are. But other than that, they, they were not winning, you know, but they had this massive amount of passion, massive amount of resources, and they've been able to put together some very good NIL money very fast. And then they started winning, and it's like, oh, then it gets supercharged. So, you guys ever see that show on the History Channel called Counting Cars? Yeah. You watch that? No. It's just a, a show about this body shop that goes and drives around and buys junker body frames of cars and then reassembles them into something awesome. And it's just like, if you are a coach, I'd rather buy the like junked out 1969 Corvette Stingray frame and build that than start with a Ford Focus, you know? And I think that maybe that's <laughs> yeah. a terrible analogy, but I do think that the bones are there still. The bones are there. And, and yep. ge geography, you and I are talking about this all the time, Ari. Geography used to be the most important thing in the recruiting, and that's one of the things that killed Nebraska. Yeah. Geography is less important. In it's getting less now. and less important every year, too. Yeah. So but, if but there's the a chance Nebraska... for them to come back, it's now. But who are the two best 
uh, destinations for transfers in America, just off the top of your head? I think there's two. Ole Miss. Okay, three. I mean, SC's pretty good. SC. Mine were going to be UCLA and Nebraska. Like, I think that UCLA is a, a hell of a place to wind up. It is. The second go around. It's, it's harder to get in there. You know, you can't take as many people. Nebraska can take it, just about yep. anybody who wants to come. Yeah. So that's and that's going to be a big part of it i mean that's going to be a big part of 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 just kind of can you go out and get the right kind of pieces to try to expedite this thing as we've seen so many coaches do um here in this this 22 season and i think it's going to be for nebraska it's also like the challenge i think matt rule is not going to have as much as he needs to adapt a little bit to the job in the conference the thing that i don't think he's going to have a very hard time with that nebraska has it's kind of escaped nebraska for a while now is like can you like get 85 or some like 50 or whatever number of players in your program who really want to be there and who really want to work hard and like who just won't leave at the at the drop of a hat like I think that that's the thing and I've written about this before about that that held Frost back to lose you know 40 guys out of his first few recruiting classes and stuff like you just need to be able to get guys that are bought into what you're doing and getting better and I think that as as basic as that is to say I think that's one thing Matt Rule definitely has the kind of track track record that, that trev alberts is looking for yeah, and we think that nebraska people... could be a place to get a guy like jackson dart right yes like could oh, it be yeah. a place where a guy like that goes like absolutely yeah you know and then you get some legitimate players that are you know oh, like nebraska i mean nebraska can drop six figures for a transfer yeah i mean there's and, just not a ton of schools that can say that right and and so they can get some impact transfers they have yeah. to evaluate well but this is going to be if, if matt rules passed as any indication they'll be a good evaluating staff so mm-hmm. That part, I'm not too worried about. Now, they're going to give him some money. He's going to need to go find the right people to be in the – I don't even call it the recruiting department anymore, the player personnel department, right. the, the ones who recruit the portal and, and tell you, hey, we think this guy's going to hit the portal. He's really good. He fits in here. This is what he can do here. Because I'm with you, Ari. I think the way you make Nebraska a winner is you do develop guys you recruited out of high school – but you plug in people who can instantly contribute from the portal because you can give them an opportunity to come and they'll, they'll say, oh, you guys take this very seriously. If I blow up, I'm going to make a ton of NIL money. You still put guys in the NFL even when you weren't winning. Like, all you got to do is slip well, on works. the coldest Crawford tape, you know, show them the well, air conditioning commercial. And, and look right. at, I mean, you guys saw it today. Like, okay, so um where, where did trey palmer rank among lsu's receivers last year andy not not top not yeah three not four five four right yeah he just came in and, and had the best uh best season by a receiver in nebraska history in terms of yardage like right. so it's so like you, a guy that maybe like is not starting over the five stars at lsu could come to nebraska and be one of like the better players in the big 10 it's possible mm-hmm. yeah. yeah especially as it's currently constructed so yeah. there is a path and it feels like Matt Rule will be the one trying to lead them down that path. And I guess we'll find out how he does. Find out how much money. Uh, I don't even know how how much money Nebraska is paying. And, and I guess how much the Panthers aren't paying. Because the Panthers still probably have to pay a little bit. But we'll find all that out, I imagine, in the next few days. Guys, it was fun. We got Florida, Florida State playing right now. We got a bunch of big games tomorrow. This is going to be a fun weekend. We'll talk to you later. Ooh.